And the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. So if you see on the screens, right, this is Christmas. This is Norman Rockwell-esque. If I asked AI to draw, maybe I did ask AI to draw a Christmas picture. This is what it would be, a tree, a wreath, candles, light in the darkness. There's something about the middle of winter, right? We just passed the longest night uh, for centuries, for millennia, probably. Uh, Religious traditions, other faith systems have used light in the middle of winter, right? You think about Hanukkah and the candles, right? We have our own traditions. We have the Advent wreath. Lord knows we're going to have candlelight um, service at the 1030 Mass. People would run me out of here if we didn't sing Silent Night by candlelight at the midnight service. We have Christmas trees. We have all of it, right? Where did some of this come from, though? If we want to look at uh, Christmas lights themselves, right, let's talk about the Christmas tree. Back in 1841, Queen, actually first, before we go way back, let's go now. Yule logs are such a thing now. If this next slide here, you can go on Netflix and you can pick your flavor of Yule log. (laughs) If y'all didn't know this, right, it used to be you had to wait till like midnight on Christmas Eve and then when the stations turned off, they would put the Yule logs on. You kids, y'all don't remember when you like ran out of TV. Yeah, now you don't, because you got Netflix, right? You can pick the Birchwood edition. You have all these options, right? They used to not have so many options. Back in the mid-19th century, Queen Victoria in Windsor Castle put up the first Tannenbaum, the first Christmas tree. Her husband thought it was a great idea to decorate it, so he put actual lit candles on it. Can you imagine how a Christmas tree that's been cut down, not in water, and you put flames on it, what do you think happens there? Doesn't go too well. So there we have like 40 years of like trees burning down. We still have trees that burn down. But imagine if it wasn't just electric lights, but actual flames. So then around the 1880s, um, they started to advertise, don't burn your tree down with these candles because we have electric light. Wasn't Thomas Edison, but one of Thomas Edison's buddies, Edward Johnston, he uh, figured out how to electrify little bulbs and string eight of them, only eight of them, onto a wire that you could put on a tree, right? My tree takes a lot more than eight bulbs now. I don't know what they did way back then. But you got eight of these things, and they started to sell them. And uh, we had about 40 years or so, the 1880s through about the 1920s, where you had one strand, you could have eight lights. And then someone figured out how you could plug one cord into another, into another, and then it gets really crazy, right? You get something like Campo Verde. If you haven't been there, uh, you can go see this year-round. It's not just Christmas time. This is a Mexican restaurant in Arlington. Um, You can't do this if you can only string eight lights together. You also, the fire marshal wouldn't like you doing that if you were using candles. So we can do things like that. It gets crazy the way we do it. But now it's gone beyond just... Christmas lights. Now we have drones. Right? Maybe you saw this. This is Preston Ward's house. It's somewhere around here. Preston lives in Keller. Maybe he's your neighbor. If so, I'm sorry. Um, But he won the great Christmas light fight. It was on TV. Like, Christmas lights are such a thing now. We have a whole reality show around it. And so Preston owns a drone company. And so he not only has lights on his house, 
and in the ground, but he flies these drones around. So he won this thing, but um, sometimes they get a little bit bigger, like the next slide. This, maybe you went last weekend down to Birdville Stadium to the fact down in North Richland Hills. This set a Guinness World Record, the largest fictional character ever displayed in drones. Just, just for scale here, y'all, this is a football stadium. Right? You can imagine a press box on a football stadium is really big. It looks tiny compared to Santa. We love Christmas lights. We just love lights in the darkness, right? In our first reading today, we heard about light in the darkness. We all know the beautiful passage from Isaiah. We hear it every Christmas Eve. Those who walked in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. We come here today because the light shines in the darkness. We come here today because the light has burst forth. People back then, they were expecting the light to come. They knew, just like we know, they read this Isaiah text. They knew it. They were waiting. Come on, light. But the light showed up in a way that they could never have expected. Because for them, they were waiting for the light to show up in the temple in Jerusalem. They were waiting for the light to show up in uh, the palace of the rulers. They were waiting for the light to show up in the seats of power and authority and religion. They were waiting for the light to show up in church. Y'all are already here, so you're stuck. Um, But what we learn today in today's gospel is the light doesn't show up where we expect it. Because the light, that first night, it first showed up to shepherds. Maybe y'all know a shepherd. Like maybe you're like Uncle Steve is a shepherd over in Saginaw or something. If so, I'll talk to the guy and get the record straight. But back then, 2,000 years ago, shepherds were outcasts. Right? You can read some of the early uh, Jewish histories and writings of law. They um, were deemed unacceptable for religious ritual. They weren't admitted as witnesses in court. There's one Jewish historian who writes down that if you see a shepherd in a pit, you don't have to try to get him out. Shepherds could be left for dead. The light shows up for people who are left for dead. And so we come here tonight, I don't know what you're bringing in here. Maybe you feel like you're left for dead. Maybe you feel like you're an outcast. Maybe you feel like God has given up on you. Or maybe you've given up on God. The light shows up for people who have given up on God. Or maybe you come in here and it's the best day of your life. You got your family here, everyone's healthy, everything's going gangbusters. The light shows up for you, too. That light that first showed up for the shepherds shows up for us today. Not just in church. We got these candles. We got all these fancy things. But when you go out there and you see these Christmas lights, remember, the light of Christ shows up in the unexpected places at football stadiums, 
a Mexican restaurant, at some random guy's house in Keller who annoys his neighbors, I'm sure. <laughs> the light shows up where it's needed. We had a perfect example of this earlier today. There's these things that happen in the course of someone's ministry that you're going to remember forever. Um, having an ambulance and a fire truck show up in the church parking lot five minutes after the four o'clock Christmas Eve service started, that's something that's going to stick with me. Spoiler alert, the person's okay. But we had an instance where we needed those lights to show up. The light shows up where it's needed. And so here's the thing, right? The shepherds have this angel. There's this light. The angel says, you're going to go to this manger. You're going to see this baby. You're going to recognize him because he's going to be in a horse trough. And he's going to be wrapped in rags. And you're going to know. The gospel we read from earlier today is from a children's Bible. And this is the last piece that... This story tells about how the angel appeared to the shepherds, told the shepherds where to go. And then when the shepherds show up at this stable, it says, They knelt on the dirt floor. They had heard about this promised child, and now he was here, heaven's son, the maker of the stars, is a baby sleeping in his mother's arm. This baby would be like that bright star shining in the sky that night, a light to light up the whole world, chasing away darkness, helping people to see. And the darker the night got, the brighter the star would shine. The light shines in the darkness. Jesus, that bright morning star, that light that lights up the world. He's going to grow up. He's going to do wonderful, miraculous things. One thing he's going to say to his followers, he's going to tell his followers, you are now the light of the world. And so this light that showed up to the shepherds, this light that lit up in the manger in this bright morning star has been given to us. we get to bear Christ's light. And so I have some stuff for younger kiddos. We don't have enough for everybody, so you older folks, please don't maul me for these. But we have Graham. There you go. We got a couple down here. And we're going to use this. You know, we don't do the candle thing here, but we are going to sing Silent Night later. And turn these on and wear these. I'm going to wear it for the rest of the service. When you know Christmas lights get tangled, right? Here, Bob, you can untangle those for me. Thank you. Couple. Thank you. Yeah. We'll get some of these passed around. These all worked when they were in my office, but no guarantees. You, oh, you've got some. Who else? Oh, my gosh. I had 15 and 13-year-old boys untangle these, so you can see what a good job they did. Some more down there. Who else? 
pass those down there. We got a couple more. Oh my goodness. Pass some of those back. There you go. Oh my goodness. You can untangle those. There you go. That's fun. That'll keep your hands busy in the service. And so remember this, right? Number one, it's Christmas. You got to go home with something, right? But also, this is a reminder. When you go out there and you see those Christmas lights, which keep them up, right? Like Christmas starts today. Christmas goes on for two more weeks. Keep your lights up. My mom keeps her lights up year round. It's because her son doesn't ever come over to take them down. (laughs) But when you see those lights, remember, the light shows up in unexpected places. The light shows up in the dark places. The light shows up where it's needed. And maybe, just maybe, you get to be that light. Amen.